Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills Podcast. Dag Heward Mills Podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. Happy New Month and a warm welcome this Monday evening. You are tuned in to listen to another message on loving God. Bishop Dag continues to teach us the importance of being rooted and grounded in love for God in order to soar spiritually. In today's message, Bishop Dag will teach you one of the surest ways to demonstrate your love for God is by being a shepherd over his flock. You will also learn more ways to deepen your love for God that will cause you to seek Him and become a friend of God and not to love Him merely out of duty or obligation. Let's enter into today's teaching. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, I want us to turn to Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17 and verse number 24. When they were come to Capernaum, they that received tribute money or tax came to Peter and said, does not your master pay tribute? And he said, when he was coming to the house, and they said yes. But when they came to the house, Jesus prevented him, is an old word, saying, what thinkest thou, Simon, of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute of their own children Or of strangers. Then Peter said to him. Of strangers. And Jesus said. Then are the children free. Notwithstanding. Lest we should offend them. Go thou to the sea. And cast a hook. And take up the fish. That first cometh up. Alright. Thou shalt find a piece of money that take and give unto them for me and thee. We are taking an offering, a prophetic offering, and the statement I want you to remember is, I will see supernatural supplies in a way I have never seen before. I will see supernatural supplies in a way I have never seen before. Amen. Amen. I will see what? Supernatural supplies. In a way I have never seen before. This was the experience of Peter who was following Jesus. Amen. Jesus sent him to the sea to go and fish. And he caught the most valuable fish he had ever caught. A fish with money in his mouth. This will be your story. Supernatural supplies will never dry up in your life. You will experience supernatural supplies. Listen. 
when you read the account, I want you to believe in the supernatural nature of God. And even in the supernatural nature of supplies that come from God. Yes. You see, uh, there is nothing that is simple. This leads to this. This leads to this. Always. There's nothing like that. Even in the computer, you see that this is connected to this, leads to this, and can be related to that. That is why computers can control so many complicated things. Like, if you are watching television or you are watching on a computer, it's controlling sound, light, pictures, videos, everything. It's all related and it's controlled. It's very complicated. Are you listening? The, 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 The truth about everything, including finances, is also not so straightforward as this leads to this. For instance, the Bible says, whatsoever you ask in my name, I'll give it to you. But then there are also other things that are working. Do you understand? Like the sins that we've committed, that we've prayed about, the sins that our fathers have committed that we are, we are not aware of, and our great-grandfathers. Because the Bible says in Romans 15, I think in verse 24, it says that sin entered the world and death passed to all men. And it has gone far. It's passing and it's moving and has affected all of us. Yes. Death passed on all men. Yeah, verse 12. All right. So it's, it's a wild thing. It's also there. It's, the sin seems to move from generation to generation. You know, and it's, it's handed down. And that's why Jesus told the Pharisees, you are fulfilling, filling up the sins of your fathers when they were about to kill him. You know, it's like their sins are not full yet. The cup is not yet full. So it's like they are completing it. You know, so we, there, there are other factors that work. All right. Now I'm saying that working hard is a factor in prosperity. But many people work hard and are not prosperous. That's also a fact. Many people work hard and many people work very long hours and don't have anything to show for it. So there are other factors. And one of the factors that I want you to be aware of is the supernatural power of God that comes into play in finances. And Jesus said, when I sent you without money, Without pests, did you lack? Remember, and he said, "You see, you have not lacked." Yes, and I'm showing you to learn that there's some power that was supplying your needs in your whole journey, even though you didn't have money and you didn't take money with you. So there is a supernatural part of money. So this story of going to the fish. And taking the money. It's like an unusual supernatural event that connects us to the supply of money. And I want you to know that it is also a factor. Working hard is real. But there's a supernatural part to the supplies of God. And I'm saying to you today prophetically 
that you will see supernatural supplies in a way that you have never seen before. Those who believe it, receive it. And may it happen supernaturally in your life practically. Amen. Now, how does this happen? One of the ways that Jesus told us that it happens is by giving. Give and it shall be given to you. Yeah. I mean, he says it provokes the supernatural supply. Men shall give into your bosom. Whether they give it through a job, through a gift, through whatever. People take decisions about you all the time. People take decisions about you all the time. People that are important in your life take decisions about you all the time. Those decisions are influenced also by the power of God. Because somebody wakes up one day and is not happy with you. The next day he wakes up, he's okay with you. Next day wakes up, he's happy, happy with you. It's all connected. And the power of God Hallelujah. is at work Hallelujah. as well. So, I want you to believe, as wherever you are watching from, that there is a supernatural path, yes, to the supplies of God. It's like the Bible. You can see it as just literature. You can see it as history. You see, but the day that you start to see this book as a supernatural prophecy and you start to see that all the things in the Bible are true and that they all happen, even if you don't believe them, that they are, they are actually happening. The day that you start to see Jesus Christ as the greatest of all the Jewish prophets, greater than Isaiah, greater than Jeremiah, greater than Daniel, greater than all of them, and that the things he said, do you see, they are carrying through and they are true and they are all happening. One of his greatest prophecies, I believe, was seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added unto you. So as you are watching, you know, in this pandemic, and I also want to say, you know, to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. In the pandemic, do you see, you must believe that something supernatural is happening in the world. And it is. It's happening. Look, what is going on in the world is not, it's not, it's not without the power of God and the reality of something supernatural happening. That you can see the nature of it and how it has affected the world in a way that is still not being solved with all that we know. Remember the Malaysian airlines that vanished into thin air up till today. A plane full of passengers with their luggage and everything up till today it took off at the airport and has never been seen again. Practically in this world today, with no trace, no message, not even a bag or even a shirt or even a piece of a plane has ever been, in spite of their nuclear submarines and everything that they have deployed to find, 
is also a sign. And, the, and God said to Moses, if they don't believe the first sign, the voice of the first sign, they'll believe the voice of the second sign. So, everybody who is part of the ministry must be, it's like when I speak, you see, if you believe as I'm speaking that I'm a pastor, or you believe that I'm a prophet, or you believe that the words I'm saying are not just words, but they are prophetic words and there's power in them, and that they, the things I'm saying will happen, it also changes everything for you. It's the same thing that we are reading. So, oh, it's a story. Jesus, it's, this is one of the mistakes in the Bible. Jesus sent somebody to go fishing and found money in their coin. It's like a fairy tale story for, for children. You know, so it's like you can just dis- dis- dismiss it. But those who believe in the power of God will see all these things practically. Yes. And it is that power that prosperity preachers or people who have really taught prosperity, is that power that they are talking about. There's all the things that they say and they teach are true. They are real things. Prosperity, God does give prosperity and prosperity power does come to people spiritually. Yes. They are all true things. It's, it's It's a matter of the emphasis. You know, but it's, they are real things. You can never dis- disregard it. Yes. So, as we stand, uh, wherever you are, I want you to believe that money, your money is supernatural and that there, are, there is something like supernatural supplies and that God will bless you as you give. So, wherever you are in the world, I want you to take a supernatural offering plus your tithes and everything. Always assume there's one offering so that you do your best. Even the second one comes fine. If a third one comes to beautiful. And I want you to give supernaturally uh, and believe that you will see supernatural supplies in what way? In a way that you've never seen before. Yes. And I believe it for myself too. That I will, I'm going to receive supernatural supplies in a way that I have not seen before. Yes. And, I, and that, is, that is an amazing... I'm really looking forward to... Are you looking forward to receiving supernatural supplies in a way that you've not seen before? Yeah, because I, I don't know if you've seen before going fishing and then there is money right in the fish's mouth. No. Beautiful. I've not seen that before. But I'm believing God. So, a realm and a dimension I've never seen before since I was born. I'm over 50 years and I believe God in this offering that that is going to happen practically. Wow. Are you thinking hard? Are you thinking hard? Don't think because eye has not seen and ear has not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for those who love him. So take out your offering. I want to pray powerfully over this offering and then we are moving on deeper into the service. This is time for offering. Give, give, and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. I feel supernatural supplies. I see cars. I see even trains. I don't know how, I don't know how somebody can own a train, but maybe a train is bringing you something. Heavy, something heavy, something with weight. As trains carry heavy things. Yes, I see planes. I see DHL planes, cargo ships. I see supplies. I see you, God making you have 
enough till you die. You will never need anything again till you die. You are set for life. In Jesus' name. I will see supernatural supplies in a way that I've never seen before. And therefore, you will see things you've never seen before in the name of Jesus. As soon as the pandemic, I don't know whether it's going to go, but what it, what, as soon as there's a way to move, you start seeing things you've never seen before. And even now, as we are in this season, yes, you are going to see supernatural supplies. Some of you have already seen supernatural supplies. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. God is good. God is supernatural. Yes. If God can change, can do something, somebody has a... I met somebody, he told me, my vision was to be a thief. He, so, he shouted at me, he said, you've changed my life. I said, what, what, what are you saying? He said, I had a vision, my vision was to be a thief. This was my life's vision. And now somebody else sent me a message, my vision was to be a prostitute. This was my dream. Wow. Now these people are all pastors now. Isn't it not wonderful? wonderful? The power of God is great. So, you will see things you've never seen before. Amen. God is very good. And I see his power over your life. Amen. Lifting every offering. Father, we thank you for your power as we give. Let power move into the church. Let power move across the world. Let power move, Lord. And heal every gap in every financial situation. I pray concerning loans, mortgages, debts, and financial commitments that are weighing on people. Let the concerns and the worries and the stresses be lifted supernaturally. Supply the needs of your children and help us in every difficulty, in every crisis, Lord. We pray and thank you for your mighty power. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Your commitments, eh? your financial commitments, your stresses, your loans, your debts, I feel a power of lifting. God is lifting that stress of your life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. the time we must heed a certain call we must come come together and preach we must share the word of God to every boy and girl we must show the greater love of God we can't go on the people go they dying every day did they know our Savior Jesus Christ we are the child 
Hallelujah. I can't hear you. Hallelujah. I thought you'd be standing to your feet. I thought you'd be clapping. I thought you'd be giving the Lord a shout. I thought you'd be putting your hands together. Hallelujah. We've come to the most important part of the word. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm ready. Turn to your other neighbor and say, get ready. God is about to bless us. The global um, choir will minister to us at the end of the service. Uh, right now it's time for the word. Right now it's time to be changed. Right now it's time to hear what God has to say to you. Amen. And I'm excited. We are falling deeper and deeper in love with the Lord. We're getting closer and closer to him. And I know that tonight or today is going to be no exception. And so wherever you are, just get ready. Lift your hands as we begin to sing our song of faith. Our song that makes our souls ready to receive from God. Come on, lift your voices, lift your hands. Let's sing. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible when you're trusting in His love. Hearken to the voice. Is there anything too hard? hard for me, then put your trust in God alone, and rest upon His word, for everything, oh everything, yes, everything is possible, now I don't know what you're believing God for, but lift your hands in faith, and tell the Lord, nothing is impossible, when you put your trust Whatever you're going through, nothing is impossible. It's impossible when you're trusting Hearken to the voice of God. Is there anything too hard for God? Too hard for me. Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word. For come on, declare that everything. Come on, declare by your life everything. Everything is possible. Come on, give the Lord a shout as we welcome our prophet, Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for the blessing that you give us to be here today. We love you. We are, we are grateful. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Before we sit down, uh, we stand up everywhere in your house. I want us to pray for protection from every coronavirus attack. Lift your hands. Every, every standing, please. Every standing. Pray. Lord, deliver me. Deliver my family. Deliver my household. Deliver yes. all my loved ones. Deliver us from wickedness. Thousand shall fall by our side, ten thousand by our right hand, but it will not come nigh us. There shall no evil before me. Believe God and pray according to this prayer. Father, thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray for protection, for healing, for deliverance from every attack of a plague 
name. on our lives. In Jesus' name. Let there be healing, protection, deliverance. We ask for it, Father. We thank you that you have given it to us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in your house, wherever you are. And today, we have already advanced very much in today's service. And um, I want to share with you about if you love the Lord. Today is part what? Five. Wow. Okay. Well, then maybe today may be the last one. I don't know. John 21 verse if you love the Lord you gotta prove it and you gotta do certain things John 21 so then when they had dined Jesus said to Simon Peter Simon son of Jonas lovest thou me more than these and he said unto him yea Lord Thou knowest that I love thee. And he said unto him, Feed my lambs. And he said to him again the second time, Son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Lord, you know that I love thee. And he said unto him, Feed my sheep. Amen. Amen. And then he said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Amen. Amen. All right? Now, uh, just a bit of information before I go on. Our programs are on television as well. In Ghana, multi-tv all right you find us on channel what does anybody know the channel it's fixed it it changes it's like a virus it just moves around but the satellite is astra 2 28 degrees all right astra 2 and then we are also on another satellite now you start seeing it this week all right Uh, is 20 Direction 68 degrees, 68.5 degrees, 68, 68 and 28. East, all are east. The French ones go west, but the English ones are east. All right? So please be on the alert, especially those in southern Africa. You can see more of the IS-20, which is starting this week on television. So try to connect your things to the television so that it saves you from buying credit if you need to whatever all right and then try to get a good sound system with bass in it so that when we are praying or music is playing you can connect whatever is happening in your house so that you get a good atmosphere is it clear when you have the atmosphere it helps you to be spiritual that's why in nightclubs they turn off the lights they play music in a way there's certain type of music for this for that for Different types of evil, you have different types of music. So different types of good, we also have different types of music. Is it amazing? Fantastic. So just by the way. All right, now, continuation. If you love the Lord, I just want you to know that if you want to deal with God and with Jesus, it's about love. 
real relationship with God is about love. So Jesus said to Peter, after he had betrayed him, after he had denied him, after he had told people that he had told a lie, that he didn't know Jesus. It was a lie. It was a flat lie. And he lied three times. So Jesus was able to work with a liar. Yes. Jesus sent a liar into the whole world to preach the gospel. (laughs) And he trusted him as the head of his church. Jesus put a liar as the head of his church. Yes. Somehow he deceived the whole crowd. And Jesus sent a traitor, somebody who betrayed him to the world, go out and he betrayed him you know, by, by denying him. It was not as active as Judas's. Judas was, he, had a, he did something to handed him over actively. But G- Peter's betrayal was, I wouldn't join you. <laughs> I wouldn't join you in your trouble. You get it? So it was another, but a little more passive, but it had the same effect. You get what I mean? Suffer alone. And I'm not, I'm not identifying with you. Especially, I won't identify with you publicly. Whoever you identify with means something. It, mean, it could have meant Peter's death. Yeah. It could have been the fourth person on the cross. Like Jesus, two thieves, and Peter. Do you see? Yeah. So, identifying with somebody, never say that it doesn't mean anything. Whoever you are identified with, never think that it doesn't mean anything. It always has a meaning. And that's why Peter said, I don't know him. I said, I don't know him. You can't force me to know somebody I don't know. I've not seen him before. <laughs> yes, I'm the one. I say, I don't know him. How do you say I know somebody who I don't know? I've not seen him before. So Jesus sent a liar into the whole world to go and preach the gospel. And he depended on a liar to be the head of the church. And this liar wrote First and Second Peter, which you've been reading. <laughs> It has become scripture. <laughs> God is great, oh. <laughs> it's amazing. Anyway, so if you love the Lord, you will be a shepherd. Yes, so that's the first point. You know, if you love me, feed my sheep. That's the way to show your love. So I want to encourage everybody to become a shepherd and to f- so that you'll be involved in Feeding sheep. Amen? Amen. That is amazing, an amazing job. So don't just be happy to be in church and just sit there and uh, receive messages. You know, one day I met a brother and he said, I asked him whether he was going to church and he said, no, I'm not going. And I, and I said, why? And he said, because I know all my pastor's sermons. Oh, all right. Now, you will think you know all your pastor's sermons because you are not active in ministry. But when you are active in the ministry, you realize that you don't know most of the sermons. It is your inactivity that makes you Thing that you know, you know when I when you see me rummaging through messages, trying to find messages, 
to listen to and listening. Do you see? You, you, it shows how much I know that this man who is preaching knows something that I don't know. Has a wealth of knowledge that I don't have. Do you see? So it's because I'm active. I'm actively working for the Lord. That is what makes me realize that I don't know much. One day I visited Kenneth Hagen before he died. I visited the church, the ministry, the conference. And then he was going to preach and I saw him reading, looking into his Bible just before they introduced him. And I was one, I think he was 80, 80 years old or 81. And I was wondering now, what again is he checking? Do you see? What again is he checking again? Do you see? Yeah. But you see, you never stop learning. So for you to say that you know all your pastor sermons, so you are not going to church, is a sign that you are not active. If you are active, like how Kenneth Hagin was active, you see that he's checking something. He's finding things out. There's a lot to check. Yes. So, Isaiah 40. And let's look at the work of a shepherd there. He says, he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. In verse 11. Isaiah 40, verse 11. He shall feed his flock. So, feeding the flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm. So gathering people. Do you see? Now, because of the corona, the opportunity to gather and to bus people has been taken away. And nobody knows when it's going to end. In fact, I don't think it's going to end anytime now. I hear that it takes sometimes as long as 12 years to develop a vaccine, a good vaccine. So... I don't know when it's going to be able to, yeah, to what we are calling normal. Yeah. And which other thing is going to come in between and all that. So, I mean, the opportunity to work for God is, is, is an amazing opportunity. So, he says he shall gather the lambs. So, when you are gathering the lambs, you are being kind to them. And you are organizing them and you are helping them. He says, and he shall carry them in his bosom. Do you see? So carrying people. Carrying people, lifting them off the ground. So that they are doing nothing and you are doing everything. Yes. They are doing nothing and you are doing everything. As they are somewhere, there is nothing. They have no contribution to being there. It's your carrying them above the contours of the world and the problems. It's you who brought them here. All right? And then he shall gently lead those that are with young. This leading, leadership, you show leadership and strong decision taking. Do you see? Gently, but you are leading those that are with young. So this is God as a shepherd. You see, he shall feed his flock. So God wants you. Amen. Now, look at verse 10 of Isaiah 40. The two verses are very interesting. It says, Behold, the Lord God will come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. And behold, his work, is, his reward is with him, and his work is before him. So God has here 
two things. His reward is with him and his work is before him. So God has reward on the right, work on the left. Work and reward, it goes together. So those who want just rewards, work goes with rewards. So there's a work to do as a shepherd. Everything is nice for the first time and easy for the second time, exciting for the third time. But after that, it becomes work. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Because you have to persist. You have to do it repeatedly. When you are tired, when you are boring, when it's boring, when it's monotonous, you have to keep doing it. And that's how organizing people, feeding people, preaching to people, looking after them, carrying people who are heavy to carry. As you are carrying them, so that you, you are even developing back pain and shoulder pains and other arthritis because of people that you are carrying. You are even getting sick. Yes. But the Bible says that his reward is with him and his work is before him. So when you are working for God, God is a rewarder. He's a rewarder. Yeah, he's a rewarder. And I advise you to get involved in the work because there are a lot of problems in the world. If you don't get involved in the work of God, I don't know what will be an open door for a blessing for your life. Yeah, because even without working for God, even as you work for God, there are so many issues. If you stay in the world a bit, you see that problems are around. So please, everyone must rise up in the church and be responsible. You know, as we are having these flow services, you can't just sit there and not care. What is this person? Let them go to hell. Let them do whatever. They should be at wherever. You know, it's not me. If they don't know that they have to join and so on, if they want to just use their data for uh, pornography, but they don't want to use it for church, it's unto them. Let them uh, perish. Every man shall stand before the judgment seat. That's not how to quote scriptures. It's the wrong, it's the wrong, it's the wrong quotation. Yes, you are wrongly dividing. You have to care about the people. All right? And you, you can't also be a, a baby member for years. You've been listening to the preaching. Once you come to our church, we don't have new converts anymore. The first day you join, you are, you, are, you are a worker. Yes, you are one of the new workers. We don't have any time for new converts again. As soon as you give your life to Jesus, you just start working like Paul. Yes, because antelopes, when they are born, the day they are born, you must move. They must learn how to run because the, the lions are looking for the young ones. So it, it, when I first started to watch wildlife, I was amazed when I saw an antelope giving birth. The thing is lying on the floor. The mother will be encouraging and say, look, we don't have, it's not easy here. <laughs> Get up, look, we have, yes. <laughs> There's no maternity ward here. There's no hospital. There are lions all around and they can smell it. Yes, so he will lick the baby. Maybe the baby will fight to stand. You see, the baby is very weak. And then he has to take a few steps. And then he stabilizes the leg, stabilizes the leg. Within one hour, it's like, Charlie, look, you are, you, are, you are now a member. And we are all running. You get what I'm saying? So that's how our new converts are. With just one hour of salvation, or then, Charlie, you are, you are a shepherd. Amen? Amen? Is it exciting? And people were criticizing John Wesley. When he was appointing pastors, and he said, look, to be a good pastor, you need a Bible and a horse. And that's all. And you can have a, a, whatever, a horse for transport, and then a Bible, and then a, a conviction. And you can, you, can, you can do the work. And they were angry with him 
But that's how the Methodist Church rather became the biggest church. And took over, went to America, spread out. Because he was just appointing. He said, look, and even women, they didn't like women to preach. He said, why not? These are good as good as the brothers. Let them preach. Yes. Once you have a horse, you have a Bible, you have whatever, you can move. And he started to appoint the ladies also. And those who have horses. Charlie, look, preach. You can move. He gave four conditions to be a pastor. And one of them was to have a horse, a Bible, believe in it, and then that's believe in Jesus, and that's all. So please, every one of you, I'm telling you, if you love the Lord, listen to the words of Jesus. This is the most supernatural conversation ever because it's the conversation of somebody who had died a few days before that has risen from the dead. And it's not that they saw him like in a vision. He was standing there. He sat with them, ate with them, and spoke to them. And the discussion and the conversation is recorded. This is a recording of the discussion of somebody who died a week ago. And yeah, he died in public. And appeared to them fishing. They are giving the details of the fishing, how he came, the water, how he had grilled fish. They sat with him. They were, they were, they were, they were afraid. And he was asking them about love. Yes. Do you love me? Nothing else. Do you love me? It's all about love. Ministry work and loving God is to be a good carer of the people that he loves. Because when you love God, you love what concerns him. And that is it. All right? So, number two. If you love the Lord, you will go after him. Jeremiah chapter 2. Verse 1. If you love the Lord. So point number one is if you love the Lord, you'll be a shepherd. Number two, if you love the Lord, you will go after him. Jeremiah 2 verse 1. The word of the Lord came. Verse 2. Go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem saying, Thus saith the Lord, I remember thee, the kindness of thy youth, and the love of thine espousals. When thou wentest after me in the wilderness, a land that was not sown. All right? Israel was holiness unto the Lord and the first fruits of his increase. All that devour him shall offend and evil shall come upon them. Listen, when you love somebody, you will go after the person. Yeah. So, if you love God, you go after him. So verse 2 says, I remember, God is telling Israel, I remember you and the love of your espousals or the love of your first marriage aspect. Like when you went after me. So I don't know why they teach this thing that as a lady you should, you should sort of be aloof and you should sort of be passive and not really show that you want something or you like the person yes just stay aloof and just you know just don't show much that you're excited or don't show that you are happy don't don't show that but i'm yeah play hard to get and i'm sure that all brothers who are married or who will want to marry and so on would like to have somebody who shows 
happiness and excitement that I like you and I want you. That's why we have the song, I like the way you like me. Yes, the way you like me stirs me up. Do you see? And so God was saying that the way you like me in those days, the love of thine espousals, when you were happy to hear my voice. Now you are not happy to hear my voice when you hear that I'm around. You don't even lift your head up from your phone. You are, you are sending texts. You are, you are on the internet sorting out things. That is not how the love of thine espousals were. When the love of thine espousals was there, there, would be, there was nothing. You throw everything away. Say, wow! You would smile. You would jump. You would feel that somebody is coming after me. So I don't know. You can ask your spouse. Those of you in the house, turn to your neighbor, neighboring spouse and ask your neighboring spouse, Charlie, neighboring spouse, your love of espousals, I'm not feeling it much these days. You don't show feelings. You don't show excitement. You're showing the sense of somebody who is, uh, has some duties to perform. Yes, I have to go through certain rituals. Checklist. Check this. Done, 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 done. Things to do. List. And you can't complain. I've done it. But I, I, you can find out what type of food if you are watching from anywhere. Kenke and fish is a meal. Okay. Usually, the fish is fried and then the kenke is usually, is it hot or cold? It's usually hot and soft. <laughs> yes. And it goes with pepper. Yes. But you can have this amazing kenke and fish meal as cold, hard kenke and boiled fish with salt on the side. Or maybe red pepper, powdered pepper. Powdered pepper. And so you can also say that it is kinky and fish and pepper. Have you not had kinky and fish and pepper? Yes. So technically it is there. It is there. You get it? So you can find out. Well, check on the internet what type of food it is. You'll find out. Alright. So there are a lot of people are technically saying dan, 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 dan. Yes. But actually it's different from the love of thine espousals. When what? When the kindness of thy youth. Oh. Uh, tell somebody, oh, I'm missing the love, the, the, the kindness of thy youth. Something is gone. And the love of thine espousals. Wow. One day there was a couple, they, they got married and they went on a honeymoon. And when they got on the flight, you know, they were experiencing the love of thine espousals on the flight. So, there was uh, somebody else sitting nearby and he saw the love of their espousals and he, he was stirred up in jealousy. So he said, I want to take a picture of you and send it to my wife to see what I'm, what I'm seeing here on this airplane. And he asked them, what is your name? Because what I'm seeing, the love of thine espousal, it has affected me. I feel so lonely. And I realized that it's not like that. So he wanted to take a picture and send it to the wife. Oh. So the kindness of that youth. So I think God feels people who are just here for duties. Yeah. yeah. He can sense it. So we are here for duties. They say we should come 
they said we should dance. Then they said we should sing. Then they said we should sing two songs, two slow songs and two fast songs. The slow songs are called worship. The fast songs are called praises. And then they said we should listen to a, a sermon. And then they said we should give an offering. I've, I've done all. So, you know, the sense of a duty, you know, it's, 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 it's funny. Can you imagine you've served somebody with food and it's like you are sitting there, hurry up and finish so that I can, I can clear, wash up and then whatever. And other things, hurry up and finish and go away. Oh! <laughs> The love of thine espousals. From today, you are going to go after God. God. God is happy to see people who desire him. Who are searching for him. Who are feeling. Oh. <laughs> it's happening practically in your life. Amen. Songs of Solomon. If you love the Lord, you will seek him. Songs of Solomon chapter 3. Verse 1. By night, on my bed, I sought him whom my soul loveth. Truly, if you love the Lord, you fulfill this one as well. By night, I sought him whom my soul loveth. Amen. So, I sought him whom I... So, when you love somebody, you seek the person... Don't, don't, nobody should say men should seek the women. You get what I'm saying? I'm trying to say that the person you love, whether, whatever, whatever the gender is, the loving meets you seek. No love, no seeking. By night. So when we love the Lord, we will love the Lord in the night. So when the flow prayer meeting moves up, we are moving it up a bit. Yes, so that by daybreak, you see that we are holding on to the Lord and we are saying, bless me, Lord. Yes. So, flow. We'll be, we'll be telling you the time. Alright, we're flowing in the night. I say, Lord, I sought him whom my soul loveth. Does your, lo- your soul love God? Yes. I believe more people are getting to love God a little more as you are Hearing this message. Amen. Amen. Verse 2. I will. I sought him. But I found him not. That's verse 1. I sought him but I found him not. Now. When you love God. When you seek him. There are many times you seek him and you not find him. Why? Because hide and seek. Do you see? When you are seeking your lover, your, your God, the God who you love, so that you, you go and say, oh, he's not here. Oh, he's not here. So I sought him and I found him not. How many times I've sat reading my Bible and I feel so dry? How many times I've come praying? You know, sometimes I can pray for more than one hour. My mind is wandering throughout the whole prayer. Has it happened to you before? If it has happened to you before, raise up your hand in your house. In your house, raise up your hand. Like, my mind is on so many things as I'm praying. So that at a point, I don't even know what am I praying about. You've forgotten the topic. <laughs> Does it happen to you too? Yes. Yeah. You see, but that is why you see that then you do get to a place where you see that you are finding him. Yes. 
So that's why we have three realms of prayer. Asking, seeking, and knocking. Ask, you shall be given. Seek, you shall find. Knock, the door shall be opened. There are three. Knocking, you see a person. Seeking, you find mysteries. And asking, you get things clearly that you're asking for. Yes. So when we are seeking the one we love, it's, it's not it's so clear as to whether you found him or not. Yes. So don't worry. But that's how it is. When you really love someone, you keep pressing. Yeah. That's why I, oh, I came to see you, but I couldn't see you. <laughs> so I was waiting outside, but I couldn't uh, see you. Oh, okay. Oh, I heard. Seeking. When you love something, you seek for it. Yes. That all those show love. It shows love. So I, I, uh, whatever is there, you can go there and just have answers for everything. Verse 2. I will rise now and go about the city in the streets and in the broadways and I will seek him whom my soul loveth. So, you see, when you love God, you get up and you keep moving. This scripture reminds me of my, my going to Korea to find out more about church growth. It reminds me about attending Benihin uh, crusade to have experiences. It reminds me of going to places just even to breathe the air there. Different places. Yeah. I will arise and I will go about the city in the streets and in the broadways and I will seek him whom my soul loveth. Wow. You know, finding God and loving God is also about getting up and going. Yes. And that's why you see sometimes when people are going for conferences, going to church, going to places, it's not a problem. It's not a bother. I will arise now and I will go about the city in the streets and the broadway. That's the the big roads. That's the long distance. I will seek him whom my soul loveth. Beautiful. So, seeking God. I'm, talk, I'm talking about seeking God shows that you love him. Yes. It shows that by the places you go to. Going to look for God. Going to find him. Yes. Finding him. Finding him. There are places I've been to in my search for God. In Tulsa, Oklahoma in particular. You see, Tulsa, Oklahoma has had T.L. Osborne. I remember walking through T.L. Osborne's uh, offices and seeing the pictures of his crusades. Just breathing the air there. A very great evangelist. Seeing the pictures of the crusades, the different things he has done. Yes. Just seeing it, feeling it. Walking on Aura Roberts University. And there's nobody there. But just seeing the great things that were done by a great person who evangelized all over America, and then he built a university. Just walking on Rima campus to see where Kenneth Hagin was, where he even used to park his car. <laughs> Just walking up and down there. You know, and you ask, what am I doing there? I'm seeking. I'm trying to find God. This person was a connection to God for me. Yes. So he's of, it's of interest to me. Like what you seek shows what you love. I will arise. The journeys you make show what you love. The efforts you make show what you love. That's why, that's why God said, I remember the love of thine spouse. You went after me in the wilderness. I didn't have anything. I was in the wilderness. What, who, who stays in the wilderness? 
But that's where you came looking for me. I sought him, but I found him not. The next verse, verse 3. The watchman that go about the city found me, to whom I said, Saw ye him whom my soul loveth. Now he met a watchman. Now a watchman is someone who can easily spot the one whom you love. Why? Because he's awake in the night and he's awake for a long time. And sometimes it takes a long wait to find the one whom you love. That is why at my age, I am still finding him and trying to decipher what God is. Yes. And you will be searching for him. So the watchman is one of the people to ask. So Watch out for somebody who spends long hours. Sometimes I see watchmen, I wonder what, how difficult this job must be. They stay for a long time in the same place. Hey, it's not a small job. Oh. Huh? Just watching, 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 watching. So watch out for people who spend long times in God's presence. You see that you are finding a God lover. Yes, if you love the Lord, you bow means find a watchman to ask God. This watchman is the one who seen your lover passing by. Amen. Number four. If you love the Lord, you will not listen to other voices, nor will you obey anyone in place of the Lord. Loving others instead of loving the Lord turns into a curse. I'll say it again. If you love the Lord, you don't listen to other voices. Nor do you obey anyone in place of the Lord. Because the one you love is the one you listen to. The one you love is the one you listen to. Amen. It's true. The one you love is the one you listen to. So, you know, sometimes people have associations and friendships and they want to say they don't love the person. Do you see? But truly, if you listen to somebody and you do what the person says, that's the person you love. But just listening to a person, just at the fact the person has your ear. Ear, is that the way you say? My wife taught me how to say ear. Ear, it's not ear. Your ear. <laughs> Your ear. <laughs> Your ear. My ears. Are you there? Now, who has your ear? Who, 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 whose voice do you listen to? That is why, listen all, when Eve listened to the devil, just listening, just that call and that text reveals your love. The fact that you call the person, the fact that you talk to the person, the fact that you listen, it shows your love. Oh, are you sure? 
Just a text. Just a WhatsApp. It was just a call. It was just a call. I was just calling him and then it was nothing. It was nothing? Deuteronomy chapter 11. And it shall come to pass if you, verse 13. Yeah, but if you look at verse 1, you see it's all about love. 11 verse 1. It says, Therefore thou shalt love the Lord thy God and keep his charge and keep his statutes and his judgments and his commandments. Amen. Amen. Verse 2. So you notice it's all about loving God. Alright? For you know this day, I speak not with your children which have not known and which have not seen the chastisement of the Lord and his great and his mighty hand and his outstretched hand. Verse 3. And his miracles. So he says, I'm speaking. Alright? But notice verse 13. And he says, and it shall come to pass if you shall hearken diligently to my commandments or listen diligently to my commandments which I command you this day to love the Lord and to serve him with all your heart. So if you listen to the commandments to love God. So listening is connected to loving God. All right? Now, notice Deuteronomy chapter 13 from verse 1. Deuteronomy. And, uh, and the reason why we are reading the Bible because that's what we are basing everything on, the Bible. The Bible has not been revised for thousands of years. If there arise a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and giveth thee a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder cometh to pass, whereof he spake the saying, let us go after other gods which thou hast not known, and let us serve him, serve them, all right? Verse 3, thou shalt not hearken to the words of that prophet. All right? You shall not listen. Or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God does what? Proves you to know whether you love the Lord. Your God. With all your heart and your soul. So God is proving you to know whether you love him. By who you listen to. So that's why I said that when that man comes, don't listen to him. Not that don't obey him. Read it. Deuteronomy 13 verse 3. Thou shalt not hearken to the words of that prophet or that dreamer, that man. Okay? You are not supposed to listen. Yes. For the Lord your God proveth you. It's actually a test. Not obeying. I'm not talking about obeying. We will come to obey. We come to obey. I'm talking about listening. We are talking about even answering the person's calls. The voice you'll hear is a revelation about whom you love. You can't say it is meaningless. It has a meaning. Unless the Bible is not true. I say we are using the Bible which has not been revised. Your chemistry book has been revised. In the last 20 years it's been revised. Akiola has been revised. Has Akiola been revised? Cop series has been revised. Nelkon and Parker has been revised. All of this book has not been revised. This is Deuteronomy. This is six thousand years. This is six thousand years old. It's not been reviewed. It has not been improved. It's saying that 
you shall not hearken to the words of that prophet, that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God proveth you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. It's a test. God is testing you to see whether you love him. You are not supposed to listen. That is why when Eve listened to the devil, the curse came into the world and has come unto all of us. So listening is a key element showing you the fact that I listen to Kenneth Hagen, it shows how much I love him. Yes. You know, you see that you love the, the, the person that you are listening to, whether you even obey or not. Obeying what the person is teaching, you may not even obey. Most of us don't obey much. But sometimes there are people now who listen a lot without obeying. But because they enjoy listening. Or they like the person they are listening to. Or they, you gradually like the person that you are listening to. It's true. So, watch out for the voices that you listen to. So that if all you are listening to is news, do you get it? You can't say that you love the Lord. You are listening to this person talking. You are listening to other things other than the Lord's words to you. So the more you love the Lord, you love his word and you be careful of what you listen to. Amen. So I'm giving you a good yardstick to measure yourself. Yes. Those of you who struggle with relationships and talking about who you love. You love this person. Do you really love this one? Oh, I don't love this person. Oh, I love this one. I don't love this. And so, oh, are you sure you love him? Is it me you love? Or this one you love? Or that one you love? That confusion starts from listening. And like Mike Maddox said recently in an interview, people are not able to be loving or faithful because there is a third voice that is in their lives. And that voice is a voice they listen to. So, Adam and Eve could not love God and could not obey God because they listened to a devil speaking. And that was it. That has brought us to where we are today. You think that somebody's sin doesn't affect you. The Bible says sin entered the world and death passed to all men. It has passed to generations and it is still affecting us. Are you there? Now, number five, if you love the Lord, you will obey him until he becomes your friend. Amen. They will obey him until he becomes your friend. Now, love leads to friendship. Amen. Love leads to friendship. The one you love is the one you listen to and you obey to the point that he becomes your friend. Now, don't forget John 14. Do you remember I told you how to remember the, the love and obey verses? It's John 14, 21 and 23. Do you remember? You don't remember? John 14, 21 and 23. All right. He that has my commandments and keeps it, he, it is the one who loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved by my Father. So when you ha- love God... You obey God. Genesis 22. And verse 15. Now you know the story. 
Abraham took his son Isaac to go and sacrifice him. Now that is why there are things you don't need to share. If he had shared them with his wife, do you think his wife would have agreed to the idea? God told him. And the angel of the Lord called and said, Abraham, here am I. Verse 10. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. And he said, don't touch your child. Don't do anything harm to him. For I now know that you fear God, seeing that you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a ram caught. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Now, that was the first time God called. Now, God is about to call him the second time. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is sufficient for me. That is where it happened. When he offered up Isaac, all right? As it is to stay in the mount of the Lord. Now, the angel called him the second time. And this is what he said the second time. He said, by myself have I sworn, says the Lord, because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless you, okay? And I will multiply thy seed, all right? Then he started to bless him, which blessing passes on to the children of Abraham up till today. Amen. Amen. Now, Abraham, all right, was an amazing person and he really loved God because he was ready to obey him in anything, everything. So who you love and are ready to obey, do anything the person asks, anything, that's the person you love. Do this, you do. Do this, you do. Do this, you do. Do this, you do. Everything the person says you do. That's the person you love. Hmm. Now, Abraham was doing everything. God said, do this, he will do. Do this, he will do. Do this, he will do. Do this, do this. Hey! He was wild, flowing. And then finally God said, okay, okay. You are wild. Take your son. And then go and kill your son. A son that he kept from him from having for a long time. And said, go and kill your son. When he went, he attempted to kill his son. Just to obey God. Like, as for God, you are first. As for God, you are first. As for God, nothing comes between me and God. And when God saw, he said, this thing you have done. eh? You have touched my heart. Now, Isaiah reveals God's mind about this Abraham. And I want you to turn with me to Isaiah 41. Isaiah 41. Isaiah 41. I want you to see God's mind. Amen. Amen. Now, are you with me in Isaiah 41? Yes. Beautiful. Now, verse 8. God was speaking to Jacob. All right? And he says, Thou, Israel, art my servant. Okay? Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. So, he, he called Jacob his servant. 
But he called Abraham his friend. Yes. So in one verse, you see that it's not that he's confused or he's just seen poetic use of words. He said, thou art Israel, my servant. You, you are my servant. Whom I have chosen. The seed or the child, grandchild of Abraham, my friend. People sing that song. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. <laughs> he calls me friend. <laughs> you know what it means to be a friend of God? Do you know what it means to be a friend of God? You have not even become his servant. Before you become his friend. And you see why God... I mean, when I saw this verse, I was saying to myself that God, like he was very specific. So, you are Israel, my servant. You you are my servant. No question. I've chosen you. You are the seed of Abraham, my friend. God is calling somebody his friend. You see, there is a realm in which you can love somebody to the point that the person will become your friend. Yes. Yes. You can love somebody to the point that the person becomes your friend. That's why sometimes you can see uh, great people having some of the most unusual friends. (laughs) Surprising friends. Yes. Yeah. One day, a, a, a friend of mine visited a president in a certain country. And he told me of a person that he saw in the house. The man was eating with the president. So no, no, that's the president's friend. You will never see him anywhere in any picture or anything. Because the most unusual person that you will not expect. But it's the, fr- the friend of that president, of that country. I will not mention the country, please. You don't know the country, so. <laughs> yes. Because, because... <laughs> to get somebody who loves you to a certain point that you, they now change your designation from a servant to a friend. Wow. It's a certain level of love. And I pray that all of us will love God to the point where he becomes your friend. That he can tra- and tra- friend, what type of friend? I don't mean traitors. A lot of friends are traitors. I'm talking about a friend whom you can trust because he had come to trust Abraham. And some people make friends very easily. You are cheap. That's why your friendship becomes easy. Just now, then you are just flowing. One CD friendship. Yes. A friendship is just called one CD. I'm just hearing the one CD friendship. <laughs> These people, they know everything, I tell you. <laughs> I didn't know there's something called one CD friendship. One Ghana. Yeah. <laughs> but by the time you walk with God, and you, st- I, I, I wish, I mean, I, I can't even pray that prayer, because I can't even, even imagine that God would even see me as his friend. Ah. It's a very high thing. Yeah. 
So love is also about loving whoever you love. You can love the person until the person becomes your friend. Amen. Amen. And my prayer is that we will love God and obey him. Amen. Amen. Yes. And we will listen to him and love him. And finally, you love God, you give. Now let's look at John 3 verse 16. Beautiful verse. Now, thou Mm. No, but before you go, before you go to John three sixteen, look at verse nine. I just want to, I just want you to see. Uh, John, um, Isaiah forty one and verse nine. First he said, "You are Abraham, my friend." Then in verse nine he says, "Thou whom I have taken." He was talking to Jacob. I've taken you from the ends of the earth. You get it, from the chief men thereof, and I've said to you, "You are my servant." Uh-huh. You are my servant. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, you are my servant. I've chosen you. <laughs> and I've not cast you away. Yeah. Uh, you're around fully. You are my servant. I want you to know that you are my servant. I'm a servant there. You are. Yes. Your grandfather is my friend. Are you listening? Do you see the differences? So there's a difference between a servant and a friend. Yes. There's a difference. You know? Then he he assured him in verse 10, Fear thou not, I am with thee. (laughs) Be not dismayed, uh for I am thy God. You see, I will strengthen you. It's like, you are low. You are low. I will strengthen you. I will will, will help you. I will uphold thee with the right hand. That's my relationship with you. I'll, I'll do all sorts of things for you to help you. Your grandfather there is my friend. Yeah. Your grandfather is my friend. Yeah. So I'm, are you there? You are, you are my servant. You have not reached that realm. Yes, of friendship with God. Yeah. And his realm of friendship was achieved by his love for God or his obedience. Because the only way a man can love God is to obey God. You have no other options. You have no other way of expressing your love. Oh God. Amen. Amen. Are you there? Yes. Beautiful. So loving God, very important. He says, if you, you, you shall not listen to that man. Because God is testing you to see if you love him. Amen. Amen. And finally, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave. So if you love the Lord, you will give and give and give. For God so loved, he showed us how to love by giving. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now I once preached a sermon or a message or a series of messages on things that are more valuable than money or something. I don't know what it was called. Things that are more uh, valuable than money. More important than money. Or, yeah, something like that. There's, some, there's a message I preach like that. Because there's a whole lot of things that the Bible teaches are even more valuable hmm, than money. Amen. So, when we say, if you love the Lord, you will give. So, ah, 
It means your offerings will be big. It's only one part of loving God, giving of offerings, but it's included. But if you love the Lord, you give him your life. I'll give you my life. I'll give you my time. I'll give you my days. And then another part is that you give God the flower of your life. Look at Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40. Beautiful. Now, there was a voice that said, cry. And, the, and I cried. I said, what shall I cry? Isaiah 40 and verse 6. All flesh is grass. And the goodliness, the goodliness thereof is as the flower of the field. In other words, the good part of the grass. Do you see? The good part of this grass is, like, is, the, is the flower of the field. And he says, all men are like this. They are like grass. And the good, nice part of their lives is like a, small, a flower. Which appears for a short time in the lifetime of the grass. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth. Because the spirit of the Lord bloweth upon them. Surely the people is grass. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth. But the word of the Lord shall stand forever. Your life and my life is like grass. But the flower of your life, the goodliness of your life is like a flower. So you are nice for just a short time. It's true. Look at your pictures and see. Eh? You are nice for a short time. You are very useful for a short time. You are very good for a short time. I'm short relative to your whole life. Yes, which is also short. And so God is saying, if you love me, you give me... Don't think of your $2. You give him the flower of your life. The flower, like when you are nice, when you are fresh, when you are intelligent... When you are clever, when you are hard, hardworking, when you are strong, when you have no pains. You know, I didn't know, but I know now a lot of older people, they really appreciate Panadol. Do you know why? They have a lot of pains, bodily pains. They really appreciate painkillers. When we started doing clinics, compassion clinics, we found out that a lot of people, they just have pains. Even prisoners, they have a lot of pains. A lot of prisoners have pains. Yeah. A lot of joint pains, bodily pains. Not not any specific disease. Yes. There comes a time where the pains come. There are pains everywhere. Pains are different. Pla- or you've not noticed certain pains. Even as a young person, you notice certain pains are coming. The flower is going. Huh? And God wants your flower. The flower of your life. When your muscles are working very well. Huh? Do you know what muscles are? Your muscles. You know, when we pray during the flow prayer meeting. One person checked, had his phone, you know, the phone that makes you check 
He walked 26 kilometers. Whoa. Yes, walking. Just like here, from here to here. 26 kilometers. The prayer time. Yeah. Kambola, Shandala, Babandala. It is when you are young that you can pray for a long time. At a certain point, you see that you need to rest. You need to sleep. Not that you don't want to pray, but it's time to sleep. 26 kilometers. From here to here, the distance here is like uh, uh, 5 meters or 10 meters. Yeah. The flower of your life. You, you can pray. You can fast. There are some diseases when, it's, when they say fast, man exempted. You, you would desire to fast. You say that you can't fast. That if you fast, you will die. Bodily pains. Eh? Your beauty, your freshness that even when you preach, people will look at you. Because sometimes when somebody is preaching, you can't look at a person's face. It's like, oh. It's true. You have to do more crowd shots rather than focusing on the person. <laughs> Are you listening? You can talk more. You can go longer hours. So, if you love the Lord, you give. And you give him good things. Not just when you are retired. You look slow. You know, if it was not for lawsuits, I think there were so many people would have been sacked for, from their jobs. Because in many jobs, they want a younger looking person who looks fresher and more whatever it is. More like the flower. Yes. But certain jobs, they've, they've said, no, you can't let us lose our job at this age. Yeah. So, if you love God, you want to serve him, don't wait till you retire. Give him your best days. Give him when you are beautiful. Yes. When everybody wants to marry you. Everybody likes you. That's the time. When you are intelligent, banks are calling for you. Ah! We want this young man to come here, work at this international, whatever. God is also calling. You think God just wants idiots? God is not looking for idiots. God is looking for the best brains that are alert. If you love the Lord, because he loved us and he gave us his only son. He didn't send us one of the angels. There are so many angels he could have sent. He could have said, hey, angel, who are for these people now, right now? I'm saving them. You know, but I can see the salvation of our life is very complicated. Even the blood of Jesus Christ, you see that it's not easy for us. Is it, have you realized that it's not easy? Yes. How much more if the blood of an angel had come? I don't think it would have been, it would have been good for us. <laughs> so if we love him, we are going to give. Yes, we're going to give to him. What you love, you give towards. That's why people don't struggle to give money for their children. Okay. Yes. When it comes to their child, it's they, you never hear them, you never hear of, oh, I have, I have you know, I have, I'm servicing a loan or I'm doing, you see, they are able to find, it's for my child. Ah. The people who don't have money, 
for this and that. You see that money for their child to go here, money for the child to do this, money for the child to do that. When it comes to the child, so that's why you should take the house of God like your child. The work of God or even the people in the church as your children. Then you see that your your ability to love them expands. It's because you don't take people as your children. That's why you you, you struggle to love like a shepherd. You don't have a shepherd's love and God's love because you don't take people as your children. When you take people as your own children, like they're actually biologically your children, your love opens up very naturally. Yes. So those of you who struggle to love sheep, it's because you don't adopt people in your heart as like you are really my child. It's true. That makes it easy. Then you're able to give and give and give and give and give. Yes. So, Loving involves giving. And you see with most parents who say, I don't have money for this. I don't. My child's school, my child this, my child is a, I will scrape the whole world so that my child will be okay. Look at mothers who, who, who are widows. You see that you, they are able to look after their children. Huh. Uh, you see that they will look after their child. Whatever it involves. Some may even become prostitutes just to look after their children. I've seen it before. Yeah, they would do anything. I thought I would get there and I would give myself. I would give out myself to people so that I can look after my child. There are people who have done all this. So, loving involves, makes you give. And you see that when you love somebody like you're loving your own child, you see, giving becomes, you don't even ask me to give. It's because the thing, you don't love it and it has not become like your child. That is why giving... Asking you to give is like asking you for blood transfusion. As if we are doing a transfusion or we are donating blood. Or as if we are pulling out your tooth. Sometimes you, you wonder, are we extracting a tooth or are we taking an offering? It's very hard. But if you love the Lord, all of you love the Lord. You see that you say, I'll build a church for God before I die out of this world. I'll build a church. I'll do something for the house of God. Yes, I will. I will. With all my heart. That's why when you see me negotiating for the church, the people often think, am I a businessman? I've been asked a number of times whether I'm a Jew. I've been asked, I've had people that they think I'm doing a personal business because I'm doing it for myself. Like it it belongs to me. Meanwhile, it doesn't belong to me. It belongs to the Lord. When you take ownership and you take things as your own possessions, as God has given you, you see that that's when you, 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 you love. Because somebody asks, how are you able to love so many people? How do you love this, love this, love this? It's that thing that you, you take so many people or so many things as yours. Then it suddenly it's natural to love and to give. So I'm speaking also to people that are called to serve God in the ministry. You are struggling to love and to give because you've not taken it as your own. I take the ministry as my life. Even if God has given it to me, so I'm giving myself, my life to my life. It's not difficult. I'm loving my own life. I'm, I'm loving myself by giving myself to the Lord. So open up yourself and start owning things so that loving it is not a problem at all. And you see that your loving always involves giving. Yes. God so loved the world that he sat in heaven and just started discussing with him that these men are stupid. No. God so loved the world that he had made commentary on man's foolishness. 
God so loved the world that he sat, and, uh, sat in amazement as we continue to destroy ourselves. No. God so loved the world that he gave. He, he actually moved and gave what he had to give to help to redeem the thing and to save the situation. That's love. That's love. So if you say you love God, rise up and give to God of your whole life, of your money, of everything. And God must be everything to you. You will not struggle to give to God. You will not keep the flower of your life and say, I give the flower of my life to this bank. And then the green grass part of my life without flowers, I give that one to God. When my stomach has joined with my chest and, and, my, and, and my neck has joined with my shoulders, then I'm joining, I'm giving myself to God. When I have to use whatever on my face to hide my age and to look as though my skin is smooth, but it is no more smooth as it used to be, then I will love the Lord. When nobody wants even to marry me, then I will love the Lord. When I can't find a job, then I will love the Lord. When I could find a job and I was very eligible, I wouldn't want that. No. Love him now. Love him with all that you've got. Amen. Give him your very best. Give him the best that you have. Hallelujah. Give him the best. That's why he said, you bring to me a goat that is coughing. A goat that has three legs. Have you seen a dog with three legs before? You've not seen it before? Oh, I've, I had, we had a dog in our area with three, three legs. One leg was cut by a car. But it hung. It, it always hanging like that. And whenever you see the dog, you feel there's something wrong. You get what I'm saying? And you want to give that one to God. Yes, because it's like you say God doesn't see. Now God sees it. And goats cough. I've, I've, I was once in a house, the goat was coughing throughout the night. But as we were there, I felt even sick. I was almost getting bronchitis. <laughs> throughout. Till we left. These are the goats. You select the coughing one. Let me give that one to the Lord. Let's give him our best. Let's give him our best. Do you think God is a real God? Or you think there's no God? I'll prove to you that there's God. You see the stars in heaven? Who made them? No human being can get to a star. When we go, we just go just to the moon. Just here. Very near. Very close. The stars, it will take you 750 light years to get to a star. And there's no technology or even imagination to get to the star. To cross one star, it would take British Airways 1,200 years to cross the surface of the star. If it is flying over the star, it would take British Airways 1,200 years to fly over the star at the same speed that it flies. If, no, let's assume the star is brought nearby and is flying. If you are the pilot, you give birth, your grandparents, children, everybody will give birth several times. Before the, the flight has crossed the, the surface of one of these stars. You think there is no God? In our small, I wonder what is wrong with us. Our small little bitty worlds, we are so proud and so anti-God. As if he didn't. He's just watching us. He's just watching us. Yes, he has grounded the planes, grounded banks, grounded this, grounded this. He's just watching us. Whether we will even look to him and say, oh God, have mercy on us. So, brothers and sisters, if you love the Lord, number one is what? You'll be a shepherd. Number two, if you love the Lord, 
you will go after him. Number three, if you love the Lord, you will seek him. Amen. You will seek after him. He said, my soul seeks him whom I love. Number four, if you love the Lord, you will not listen. Who you listen to tells us who you love. Period. Not who you discuss with. Not whom you chat with. Whom you listen to. Yes, whom you give attention to. That's why there are some things you don't give attention at all. I will not even bother. Yes, I will not even give you that respect. Yes, it's true. You don't have to find out. Just leave it. And then number five, if you love the Lord, you will obey him until he becomes your friend. And then number six, if you love the Lord, you will give and give and give. You never stop giving somebody you love. You, you end up always giving more to the person that you love. It's not one time a one time gift. There's nothing like a one time gift. The one you love, you're always giving something to the person. Over and over and over and over again. So look through your life right now and ask yourself, what are you giving to, you, to your lover? That is God. What are you giving to him? Are you giving him your best days? Are you giving him your youth? Are you giving him your intelligence? Wow. Are you giving him your, your, your gift? Are you giving him your days? Are you giving him your money? Yes. Are you giving him your properties? Give him your best. If you love him. God so loved us. He looked at us and loved us that he had a discussion. No, he gave. He didn't just discuss and analyze and contemplate. He gave. Yes, and when Jesus came, he said, I lay down my life. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I believe he's real. I believe he's coming again. I believe there's a God in heaven. He's a real God who's ruling in the affairs of men. He told, he told the Israelites, you see how I carried you here on eagle's wings? You see what I did to Pharaoh? You see, you must notice all these things. God is real. God is great. Let's serve him and let's love him. And he will bless us. Amen. Every standing. Every lifting, every hand. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, for your power that is at work in our lives. I want every hand up everywhere you are. I want to love God. I want to serve God all the days of my life. If you love the Lord, the Bible says you can love God until He's your friend. Father, we thank you. Thank you that it's about love. You said to Peter, if you love me, eh, feed my sheep. If you love me. Lord, may we prove our love to you and our love for you. You said to the Israelites, he says, the Lord gives you his commandments, his statutes, his precepts to see whether you love the Lord. Father, we lift our hands and we commit ourselves to love you May we love you and may we be dedicated to you all the days of our lives. I pray for everyone watching, Lord. Take away what is evil in us that we may love you and love you and love you and love you. Make us God lovers and we thank you for the great blessings that come to those who love you. We thank you and we praise you. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. And your first step to loving God is to give your life to Jesus Christ. If you are here today and want to give your life to Jesus, want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you are here and you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, and maybe you are watching, I want to pray with you also. Say this prayer with me. Pastor, pray with me. I want to love God too and I want to give my life to God. Say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. I don't know you, but from today I want to know you. Reveal yourself to me. Show yourself to me that I may know you and follow you. Thank you, Father. I love you. Help me to love you. Thank you for saving me. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed this prayer and you gave your life to Jesus, you can text, text us on the number on your screen right now. Plus 233. Just send us a WhatsApp. We'll call you. If you gave your life to Jesus, just send us a WhatsApp. We want to pray with you today. Plus 233-56033-3079. Right away. If you want to give your Christ anywhere in the world, if anywhere in the world you are and you want to give your life to Jesus, just send us a WhatsApp on this number. You want to love God. You want to give your life to Jesus. There's a number on your screen right now. Text or WhatsApp from anywhere to this number and we'll, we'll continue from there. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. It's time for us to receive our Holy Communion. Amen. Holy Communion. Holy Communion. Amen. Now, gather around the table of the Lord. Brothers, sisters, we are one and our lives have just begun in the His holy word gather round the table of the Lord. Eat his body, drink his blood, and we'll sing a song of love. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Shout together. Holy word gather round the table of the Lord. Eat his body, drink his blood, and we'll sing a song of love. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 1. Bible says, and when he had called 
unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sicknesses and diseases. Power is needed against power of the enemy. Amen. Power against power. So, we have received the word. Alright? And the Holy Spirit is with us here. In 1 John 5 and verse 7, the Bible says there are three forces that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are all powerful. But on the earth, right here, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, these three forces are in agreement as to what they are doing. Hallelujah. So one of the powers and forces that we need at this time is the blood of Jesus. That is also a force and a power. Why is it a force and a power? What effect that is that? That's why the Bible says that those that did not eat it worthily were dying and they were sick and they were weak. So it does have some power. It has some power to affect you physically. It's not just a, a, a symbolic act that we are doing to symbolize Jesus and to remember him. But there is power that is available and that is released and imparted. And that is why that power is, it affects physical bodies to the extent that if you mishandle it and you misuse it, you can actually get sick. Like Paul said, many are sick and many are dying. So there is power now. And that power is power against every wicked force that is trying to work in your life. Now take your bread, everyone in your house. Make sure you have your own community. From now, you are going to need to have your... Even when they release, uh, say you can go to church, you have to take your own communion because we are not going to be passing around communion as we used to. It's part of the protocols. We'll be spraying your hand with alcohol when you come to church and you'll be wearing the face mask at a point, separating a lot of different things whenever it is allowed. I don't know when, but... We are also we are all trying to do what is right. Amen. So whenever whenever that happens, even if it's allowed, it's going to be all these parts. So all these things included. So take your communion. Get used to finding communion at shorter. Do you know why I'm holding it like this? I'm holding it like this because the reason I'm I don't I'm not holding a golden cup. If I hold a golden cup and a very golden uh, bucket and all these things, it becomes very difficult to have communion. Do you understand? It's very complex. So communion is something we should have often. And as often as you do it, we show the Lord's power and the Lord's death. Amen. Take your bread, hold it like this. I'm going to pray with you. Father, I thank you that there is power as we come before the manifestation of the cross, the manifestation of the broken body of Jesus. At this time, we say this bread we are holding is now the body of Jesus Christ, which was broken chastised for our healing by his stripes we are healed we declare and we ask for healing for everyone watching and everyone participating in this miracle holy communion thank you that you give us power against power power against power power against power power against power 
we declare power against power power against the power of the virus power of death power of sickness power of wickedness power of sudden death power of premature death every wicked power we declare that we receive the power of God against those evil powers against the power of weakness the power of sickness the power of admission hospital admission the power of deathly diagnosis the power of evil in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the body of Jesus Christ body which is broken for you drink this is my blood, blood. which was shed for you take the blood whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life for my flesh is meat indeed and my blood is drink indeed bread which we break it's the communion of the body of Christ oh this is the holy meal the meal of God oh yeah it will sustain you it will make you whole it will give you life when I see the blood over you when I see the blood oh yeah I will pass over you Father thank you for the answer the answer to the wickedness that is in the world the answer to the diseases, the bacteria, the viruses, the devils, the blood of Jesus speaks better things. And as we lift up the blood in our homes, in our houses, all over the world where we are watching from, we thank you for power in Jesus' name. Let our iniquities and our sins be washed away the reason for curses in our lives be washed away by this blood whatever sin our fathers have committed and our mothers whatever sin our grandfathers have committed and our great grandfathers and great grandmothers and grandmothers and our great 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 grandmothers and grandfathers and our uncles and our aunties and our guardians have sinned Lord we beg you father through this blood, let us be exempted and forgiven. Whatever sins are from our countries, Lord, our nations, full of blood, from wickedness, forgive us for we are part of it. For the fathers of our nations and our nations, Lord, for our bloodlines, Lord, where we came from, whatever the sins and iniquities are, we repent of lust, of pride, of murder. Oh God, 
we repent of the sins of our fathers. We disconnect ourselves from the curses and the iniquities that are passing on to every generation. By the blood of the Lamb, let every mistake of the Amorites and every mistake of our great fathers and ancient, the ancients of our lives be washed away by this blood. Let the end of the curse begin to manifest in our lives. The curse has ended. The curse has ended. The curse has ended by the blood of the Lamb that takes away the sins of the world. The blood of Jesus Christ. Lift your hands for your blessing. Father, I thank you for everyone that is praying. We superimpose your blessing upon every servant and child of God who is part of this broadcast. Let a supernatural covering be in every house. We close the doors to every house saying no dark cloud of death shall pass through the doors of every house. We pray for and we say it shall come to pass that every window and every door is secured. The devil shall not be able to enter into our houses and to our homes. In Jesus' name, the sound of wailing and crying shall not be heard in our houses and our dwelling places. In the name of Jesus Christ, let the blessing of the Lord be superimposed and placed upon the household of all those that are part of this prayer. Your children that are under my covering, I declare your blessing and your help should be on all the children. Nawanti kawando madazande matel benebara, everyone and in every household, in the name of Jesus. Whatever takes away peace, I rebuke it. Whatever takes away joy, I curse it. What takes away contentment and happiness, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Let discontentment, disgruntled feelings, disappointment, disillusionment go out of our houses and out of our lives in the name of Jesus. Let supernatural supplies begin to arrive in our homes. I command the blessing where there was a curse. I say, let the blessing of the Lord. I bless you my children, my sheep those who are part of this commission, those who are part of all that God has given us. I bless you and I say let the blessing of God uh, override and overturn the curse and the mistake of the past because of the blessing of the Lord. Receive it. May his blessing rest upon you now and forever. In Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for your blessing. Everyone lift your hand where you are and pray. Kandojama, 
Parimando la mizamandola babakatalade. Terimando la sandore beketela. I pray extraction prayers. Extraction from wickedness. Extraction and exemption. Every standing, please, for a moment. Let there be an extraction. Let there be an exemption from every form of evil. Let there be a divine exemption, exclusion. Madarancho Parananje Talambara Mazabalikotele. Domegele, what is far that comes near? We push it back. We reject it. Let there be a divine exemption for all your children in the name of Jesus Christ. I ask for mercy. I ask for mercy. I ask for mercy, O Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.